Edward Marcotte is looking for drugs that can kill tumors by stopping blood vessels' growth, and he and his colleagues at the University of Texas at Austin recently found some good targets, five human genes that are essential for that growth. Now they're hunting for drugs that can stop those genes from working. Strangely, though, Dr. Marcotte did not discover the new genes in the human genome, nor in lab mice or even fruit flies. He and his colleagues found the genes in yeast. On the face of it, it's just crazy, Dr. Marcotte said. After all, these single-cell fungi don't make blood vessels. They don't even make blood. In yeast, it turns out these five genes work together on a completely unrelated task, fixing cell walls. Dr. Marcotte and his colleagues have found genes associated with deafness in plants and genes associated with breast cancer in nematode worms. The scientists took advantage of a peculiar feature of our evolutionary history. In our distant amoeba-like ancestors, now I'm not sure I had an amoeba-like ancestor, but let's go with it, clusters of genes were already forming to work together on building cell walls and on other very basic tasks essential to life. Come to think of it, when I picture some of my relatives, they are kind of amoeba-like, so maybe I'll take that back. Many of those genes still work together in those same clusters over a billion years later, but on different tasks in different organisms. Studies like this offer a new twist on Charles Darwin's original ideas about evolution. Anatomists in the mid-1800s were fascinated by the underlying similarities of traits in different species. The fact that a bat's wing, for example, has all the same parts as a human hand. Darwin argued that this kind of similarity, also known as homology, was just a matter of genealogy. Bats and humans share a common ancestor, and thus they inherited limbs with five digits. Bats and humans with similar ancestors. Maybe that's why there's such a fascination with vampires. Some 150 years of research have amply confirmed Darwin's insight. Paleontologists, for example, have brought ambiguous homologies into sharp focus with the discovery of transitional fossils. A case in point is the connection between the blowholes of whales and dolphins and the nostrils of humans. Fossils show how the nostrils of ancestral whales move from the tip of the snout to the top of the head. In the 1950s, the study of homology entered a new phase. Scientists began to discover similarities in the structure of proteins. Different species have different forms of hemoglobin, for example. Each form is adapted to a particular way of life, but all descended from one ancestral molecule. When scientists started sequencing DNA, they were able to find homologies between genes as well. From generation to generation, genes sometimes get accidentally copied. Each copy goes on to pick up unique mutations, but their sequence remains similar enough to reveal their shared ancestry. A trait like an arm is encoded in many genes which cooperate with one another to build it. Some genes produce proteins that physically join together to do a job. In other cases, a protein encoded by one gene is required to switch on other genes. It turns out that clusters of these genes, sometimes called modules, tend to keep working together over the course of millions of years. But they get rewired along the way. They respond to new signals and act to help build new traits. Absolutely amazing, don't you think? Now, there are some people that say this is completely random. It's just evolution. It's just mutation and selection. And I'm, I'm sure that's operative. Obviously, it is. But what about the building blocks? 
I mean, these genes, DNA, this is immense amounts of information. Who put that pattern together? Is it a pattern? These are the questions we should be asking ourselves instead of should gays marry or should there be prayers in the school or should politicians wear lapel pins and their birth certificates around their neck? Let's get serious. Michael Steele of the Republican National Committee has done it again. He's taken a few days off from those virtual lesbian strip clubs Uh and has put together a fundraising letter that looks like a census form. The Republican Party is seeking input and money from GOP voters seemingly under the guise of the U.S. Census Bureau. Ooh, strength is, quote, strengthening our party for the 2010 elections is going to make a massive grassroots effort all across America. That is why I have authorized a census to be conducted of every congressional district in the country, GOP Chairman Michael Steele says in a letter mailed nationwide. It gets worse, okay? Because this really looks like a census form. The letter was sent in plain white envelopes marked Do Not Destroy official document labeled 2010 Congressional District Census. The letter uses a capital C, the same as the Census Bureau. It also includes a census tracking code and... Get this, all right? The letter makes a plea for money and accompanies a form asking voters to identify their political leanings and issues important to them. There are no disclaimers that participation in the GOP effort is voluntary. Participation in the government census is required by law. Failure to participate, $5,000 fine, rarely enforced. Okay, so Sarah Sendak, a Republican National Committee spokesman, said the letter was not an attempt to mislead voters. She says the document clearly indicates it's an RNC mailer. Well, how about that, David? Yeah, well, I, I've tried to read my copy of this now. Oh, you have a, you have a copy? Uh, our, my census tracking code is number S. That's a, a 10HR098. And uh, it says here, this is an official document. No, really, Pete, it says, your participation is greatly needed and appreciated. Strengthening our party, capital P, for the 2010 elections will take a massive grassroots effort. Yep. As a key facet of our overall campaign strategy, the Republican Party is conducting a census, capital C, of congressional districts all across America. The opinions registered in this document will be used to help ensure that our Republican leaders and candidates are specifically addressing those issues most important to voters in your area. Well, if I wasn't a really sensitive and on top of it political type, I'd be fooled by that, i.e. if I was just an average person. I think if you're an average person and you get this in the mail, you've heard a lot of stuff on television. Here on Section 5, which is the back page. Section 5. <laughs> yeah. Section 8 comes next, and it's a four-page document. Section 5, Census Certification and Reply. One, can the Republican Party count on your support to help strengthen our party for the 2010 elections? There's a box that says yes. There's no box that says no. No, there is no box that says no. But I thought the GOP said only no. Maybe this is their turning. They're becoming the party of yes. But they do hereby, one has to hereby certify that the answers (laughs) to the enclosed census are my own and sign it. So just to let you know, here's the major issues here on, would you like national defense, major issues in national defense, or, or, do you, or here's one for what you. About, what about uh, same-sex marriage laws will make well, people that, marry horses? This do, you is, this is, do you believe, this is number 16 in section 3, do you believe the Republican Party should continue to embrace social issues, yes, no, undecided? If yes, 
<laughs> Please register your opinion on the following social issues. I want to pretend to be this person. Okay, well, number one. One is support, two is oppose, and three is no opinion. So yeah. now, uh, here, here are the, there are six things plus other, of course. Go. Always the other. Always the other, the <laughs> okay. not me. Here we go. School prayer. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, school prayer. School I, prayer. Yeah, well, I think I oppose it, and then again, I don't. Okay. Uh, ban burning of the flag. No, you can burn the flag, but not in my backyard. Okay. Uh, ban human cloning. That's a tough one. I'm going to have to talk to my, my double about that. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, faith-based initiatives. Support, oppose, no opinion. Faith-based initiatives. Well, Bush pushed forward all those faith-based initiatives and a lot of them turned out to be organizations that wouldn't let homosexuals in so i'm gonna have to say no no on that one all right uh, ban all abortions all abortions all all, all. including previous abortions and everyone that's ever happened and and because the future remember the crispy uh, crispy bread because the future can come to the so all future abortions also have to be outlawed and uh, prohibit same-sex marriage. Those are the six issues on social issues. Pro- Aren't those great social pro- issues? Prohibit, ban, ban, ban. There's yeah. three bans and one prohibit. And there's no support to speak of. But, so, you support but, immunization of children. Uh, support Head Start. Support this, support that. No, it's just don't you dare get married to that man because you're a man yeah. i think well I, I just want to leave you with this one one worry yeah. okay that the republicans would like to leave you with <laughs> they'd like to take your money and leave you with this do you worry that russia is moving away from its relationship with the u.s and trying to reestablish itself as a military and economic superpower Ooh. We've already reported on Arizona Governor Jan Brewer signing that bill last week that targets a school district's ethnic study program. Yeah. It seems she penned that very controversial bill just hours after a report by the United Nations human rights experts condemned the measure. What does she care? Arizona, United Nations. Hey. State schools chief, this is Arizona state schools chief Tom Horn, who has pushed the measure for years, said a Tucson school district program promotes ethnic chauvinism and racial resentment towards whites while segregating students by race. This is highly suspicious. I quote him, it's just like the old South and it's long past time that we prohibited, Horn said. There's some hypocrisy here. There, I just smell it. It's that it's, it's that scent of Arizona hypocrisy that's been parched in the sun. The measure prohibits classes that advocate ethnic solidarity, hmm, that are designed primarily for students of a particular race or that promote resentment towards a certain ethnic group. It also prohibits classes that promote the overthrow of the U.S. government. No, wait a minute. These are all in the same basket, basically. So if you want to promote ethnic solidarity, I mean, I suppose when I went to um, special Hebrew school in Cleveland, in which we learned to memorize long lists of famous Jews, okay, that's out. Uh, Also designed primarily for students of a particular race, like teaching um, English as a second language or English courses for students who speak uh, almost primarily Spanish, that's out. 
Anything that promotes resentment towards a certain ethnic group. Now, I can understand that. But on the other hand, if you're just teaching the history of the United States, there is a lot of resentment towards certain ethnic groups. Well, that's out. And classes that promote the overthrow of the U.S. government. Last time I checked... Our founding fathers overthrew a government. It wasn't a U.S. government, but uh, it was a government nonetheless, and it was a government in place. Okay, well, there we go. So, the Tucson Unified School District Program offers specialized courses in African-American, Mexican-American, and Native American studies that focus on history and literature and include information about the influence of a particular ethnic group. Well, boy, that that's dangerous stuff. I can see why Mr. Horn wanted to broom that immediate amante. For example... In the Mexican-American Studies program, an American history course explores the role of Hispanics in the Vietnam War. Well, the role, I think, is called cannon fodder. And there's a literature course that emphasizes Latino authors. Oh, my. Really? We're going to reading Gabriel Marquez or, 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 or any of the greats or maybe Cervantes. He's reading Cervantes. He wants to overthrow the government. He's promoting ethnic solidarity. This is insane. But, of course, the country's going insane. Horn said he believes the Mexican-American Studies program teaches Latino students that they are oppressed by white people. Now, go get my maid. She'll come here right now and tell everybody that I don't oppress her. Maybe. Public schools should not be encouraging students to resent a particular race, he said. This is so convoluted. I mean, this does have my shorts in a knot. A Republican running for attorney general, Horn has been trying to restrict the program ever since he learned that Hispanic um, civil rights activist Dolores Huerta in 2006 told students that Republicans hate Latinos. Well, maybe it's not that Republicans hate Latinos, although there's a good case to be made for that. Maybe it's just that Latinos don't like Republicans.